Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast, aimed at helping you live an active, healthy, and enjoyable life in and around Spokane, Washington. Brought to you by Gordon Physical Therapy. And now, here's your host, Dr. Luke Gordon. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, another round of Stay Healthy Spokane. Uh, my name is Luke Gordon. I'm happy to host today and uh, really excited for this episode. I've got a good friend of mine, Jeannie Tribbett, and she is super fascinating lady, uh, has a really interesting business, and we're going to talk about your colon today. So if you didn't already know that by the title of the podcast, uh, there's your shocker for today. We're going to talk about colon hydrotherapy, um, also known as colonics. And um, if you ever heard of it, I mean, you've probably just been you know, on the fence that, well, gosh, what is that? or is it some kind of a strange new branch of medicine or, or what exactly is it? So I've been interested in colonics now or colon hydrotherapy um, for quite a while. I've been working with Jeannie and just a very fascinating aspect of natural health. So if you're into natural health, things you can do um, you know, to stay active and mobile without so much reliance on you know, typical medicine or pharmaceuticals, today's episode is gonna be right up your alley. So um, with that all being said, Jeannie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And I think this is one of those topics that you, know, you and I get talking like during my my treatments, for example, which we just did one and you and I could go, it, it sounds funny to a listener maybe, but you and I could talk about the colon for quite a while. So, yes, yes, forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which you pretty much do all day, right? Yeah, exactly. I think one of the hard things is as we're little as children, you don't really talk about your poop. Um, we all know it as other terms used, but as you're little, you just like, oh, you just go to the bathroom and then you get bigger and maybe you don't go, you're constipated, but it's not something we really talked about then because it's it's still kind of a private area, obviously. So as we age, we think, oh, I, I don't want to talk about that. I'll just deal with it somehow. So now that, you know, natural health has really come into play more, people are really concerned about it because they go to the doctors, they have things called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, celiac, uh, you want to be gluten-free, you want to be this, you got everything going on because everything ends in the colon. No matter what you're thinking today, when you swallow, when you breathe, when you take in what you do to yourself, it ends and stays in the colon. And how does it come out? Through, in other words, pooping. And that's my favorite job because that's what I study. That's what I do because it's your ticket to health. It's what will get you feeling better. I think as an adult, none of us don't really like it when we don't go to the bathroom. And sometimes we say, oh no, Jeannie, I go to the bathroom three times a day. You think you go to the bathroom. The natural average person, no matter what, and I'm talking the low side, carries seven to 14 pounds of extra poop in your colon. Now, that being said, doesn't sound like it's possible, but it's all in your core. Your core is everything. It's your liver, your kidneys, you know, five and a half feet of colon is what we all have. And then you have 21 and a half feet of small intestinal tract that gets dumped into the large colon. So how do you have an extra seven to 14 when you poop three times a day? And most men do. I don't want the women to feel bad, but somehow God left us out of the trough of going to the bathroom regularly, probably because we give birth to children. We stretch it out nine months. If you have three children, 27 and a half, 27 months, maybe longer. That's a lot of time stretching out. And the big thing too, to realize in your colon, it's, you know, two and a half inches around. It can stretch out to 18 to 19 inches from everything we love, sugar, um, flour, pretzels, drinks, everything, everything that the eyes see, the colon's like, oh, don't do that. You know, avocados are probably not at the top of our list every day. So we have holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that totally means sugar right at the top. Mm -hmm. So when it inflames, how does that get back down? We have to drink at least 64 ounces of water a day. The good 
things say half your body weight. Whatever you weigh, half your body weight. Measure it out, try that. That will help you start going to the bathroom. If you're pooping skinny, you have mucus involved. That's inflammatory. That's definitely going to slow the body down. Nothing will go through the body. So we turned it into, I'll get some Miralax wherever you go to. I'll get some Citrusel. I'll take this. I'll take that. Well, everything works for a little bit. Read the back of those labels. That usually turns back into dry powder, dryness. It'll work a little bit, but not very long because you're inflamed. Inflammatory will not let things go through. So before we go down the rabbit hole of all of the colonics, which again, you and I can go down all day, um, it's a super interesting field. Give us a little bit of a background. How did you come into into this field? Because I know it's kind of like your second career or maybe maybe even third or fourth, but what what, what draw you to this field? How'd you get involved with colonics and uh, hydrotherapy? Well, I think to be honest, I was a housewife for 38 years, three great children, good husband, staying home, doing what my total dream was. And then my daughter got into it and she said, mom, you should do this because you have such a passion to help people be healthier because I have asthma. And the big thing was, again, I think majority of us, I didn't poop very good as a child. Not really sure why, because nobody asked questions. You just, as you look back, you think, I didn't do that very good. I wonder why. So I think as children, we don't want to go in from recess to go to the bathroom. We'll just hold it till it passes. Well, that builds up a resistance. It builds up a habit as we all have. So then you're not going to go. And I think when you have a uh, maybe asthmatic, uh, the body doesn't work as good as it should. So I drank milk, lots of it. You know, that causes mucus, inflammatory issues. Dairy causes that. So as Tracy told me that, I thought, well, maybe I should. So she trained me and then I started a little business here in Spokane. I was fortunate enough to get up here on the South Hill and I love making people feel better because there isn't anybody, anybody that doesn't like to go to the bathroom good. Women like to feel skinnier. Guys like, yeah, now I got room to play tennis, go golf. I don't know, whatever you want to do, because when you poop good, you feel good. So that's my goal is to help people learn what to do, what not to do, and how to get there. So as I started getting clonics 29 years ago, I was like, wow, I feel better. My asthma went down. I started figuring out what to do. My colon hydrotherapist said, why do you eat that stuff? What are you doing? You're allergic to wheat and things. Like I eat licorice because I like, that was the days of no fat. If you did a no fat diet, you're going to be just right. I came from the seventies. So I was like, what? She goes, there's wheat in licorice. I was like, really? I don't think I've hardly ever touched licorice again. I've touched some other things I shouldn't touch, but I became aware and I felt better with a colonic. So I thought, I'm not going to ruin a good thing. If I feel better, I'm going to stick with it. So I turned it into starting to eat no bread, those things. And I thought, man, this is something, I hate to say it, but this is something the outer world's not telling you about. So take accountability, Jeannie. Work out, hydrate, no breads. That was my very first I was working out, running a lot. I just felt better. My mind felt better. My body was in tune with me. And that tells me that you start to become in control of what you're going to put in your mouth. And that's where I started. So I got trained, did a web page. People started calling me. And now with the way the world is, everybody needs one. It's not just because you have issues. Everybody could use one because you never clean out completely. People say all the time, well, how many of these do I have to get before I'm cleaned out. If you eat, you're never cleaned out. It's an ongoing part of health. Yeah. Which I imagine, like you said, um, certain dietary changes can definitely keep 
um, the buildup from happening nearly as quickly. Like you mentioned, the mucus that gets attached yeah. to dairy yeah. products and then the inflammation that goes along with like wheat and gluten and things like that. Is it fair to say that the average client that comes to see you, maybe they're not quite ready to make any changes to their diet, but they are ready to do something like a colonic treatment yeah. that will at least, I mean, at least it's something natural for their health that makes them feel better. Is yeah. that usually where most people start? Yeah. yeah. I think the, the biggest thing is, is they really quit pooping like lately and COVID has been a huge thing because stress, I would put this on, this isn't learned. This is what I've observed. I would say stress is 68 to 70% of the body's problem. We're all stressed because the brain and the colon are best friends. Every thought the brain has, the colon already feels it. So it's like a ch -ch 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 -ch. If you get caught in traffic and you're fired up, if you get fired up at the kids, you're fired up at work, the colon gets it. It feels that, ugh. And then the brain gets over it by getting a cup of coffee, going outside and having one, whatever we all do with our vices. But the colon, how does it get rid of it? It doesn't. It, it retains it. So we must work on stress. And stress in this country nowadays is, is very, very high. So they come to me with, I have IBS, you know, because they got diagnosed. Well, really what it means, in my opinion, is irritable bowel. And they attach the word syndrome onto the end of it. We all got an irritable bowel because we don't live perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Perfect is on the wall when I show them the picture of the colon, five and a half feet long. Perfect is a baby taking mother's milk. It absorbs the nutrients. And mostly, if you ever notice, we all have children, most of us, the baby will poop within 10 to 20 minutes. That's a perfect colon because yeah. there's no stress. It's always there's moving. no Twinkies. There's no pills yet. Mm -hmm. So we have done this to ourselves with time and age, which is normal. We're all going to go have fun, but you got to learn how to take care of that colon because it ends there. How does it get out? It's weird. They come to me and I put pressure in with warm water only. That's all I use and pressure in, pressure out. And pretty soon the colon starts to move. I mean, you can do it at home because the biggest reason people don't really understand is gas forms in the colon from stress, a lot from stress, the foods we eat, the air we breathe, whatever we're doing, gas forms. And once gas forms, it's a blocking agent for the poop to not get out. So how do we do that? By genie pressure, massaging the colon. I do a different technique than anybody else. I massage your legs, your arms, your upper neck area. Because pressure points, the whole body is totally connected. God didn't make just your arms are one part and everything else is done. And so when it's all connected and I push on those areas, there's a release. And that's what you can't do. I, I don't mean this, but sitting on the toilet, you can sit on it all day long, but you're going to go when your peristalsis moves. Yeah. And if it gets plugged up by, you know, citrus cell, gas, sugar, inflammatory issues, you're probably not going to go. Were you mentioning at one point too, and this was maybe maybe a few months back, um, but you look at like uh, long-term long -term use of um, like painkillers. And a lot of these medications also have a negative effect on the overall movement of the colon. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Especially what I notice is people who've been in for surgery. Yeah, Surgery is the, is the big one because you have to have painkillers. If you have hip surgery, you, you're going to have to have a little something to get you through it. Mm -hmm. But the, the biggest thing I see and not sure why this is, when you go to your pharmaceutical now before your surgery, they give you your opiates or whatever your, you know, your painkillers are going to be. They've got them waiting for you. And then they right behind it say, and then you'll need to get some good laxatives to follow. They don't give those to you or you can just pick them up at your closest pharmacy. And so my theory is your colon is already pretty much inflamed, plugged because of the way we are. You're nervous about your surgery, let's just say. So they should be on, you should be on some good poop pills 
10 days before your surgery to help the colon move, to help it get moving, to get rid of what is going to happen when they cut you open. Boom. Fear, anxiety sets in in the body, and then they take care of you, whatever it is. Then they close you up, put you on pain pills. And the biggest thing too is your colon is a lazy organ. So they wake you up from the drug that puts you to sleep. They wake you up. But who wakes the colon up? So it's like, it's in la-la land down there. Mm -hmm. And so then they give you tapioca, sugary products sometimes. Well, sugar's not good because it's already kind of paralyzed. Some people will poop. They'll poop, but some people come home. The biggest thing I see, 9, 10, 12, 14 days. They're wow. calling me in distress. Can they go that long without a bowel movement? Right, so they go 30 days. Really? Yeah. So then they're going on Google saying, hey. And then they hear this word colon, inflammatory, and then I pop up. And so, but then they've got a diagnosis for it. Yeah, you're impacted. Go get some citrus cell. Well, the gas has already stopped because when you do surgery, you get gas in you. And so it's just a, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, but the colon has to be tended to because it's, it's the end of the trough. It's the end of the train. It's the caboose. And if you don't get it functioning again, you're going to be in an emergency. And then you're going to, you got to come see somebody because it just won't come out. And so I put warm water in if you hydrate. And most people lately with COVID and fear have been calling me like, I feel like I'm going to throw up if I take more water. I mean, literally. And I'm like, I know because it's, it's like Motel 6. We're full. There's no room at the end. And you say, no, but I need a hotel room. We're not we're not available. Yeah. And that's what the colon's telling you. Or you develop a skin rash on the outside, somewhere on your body. You look down, you think, where'd this come from? That's the colon telling you. If you don't want me to call 911, get me a colonic, get me some help. I got to get this out of here. Now I got 20 pounds in here. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine it. I really can't. Yeah, I was I was talking to you earlier about, I just gotten like a marketing email uh, from one of the natural health guys that I follow. And it was, a it was um, they were marketing a product, like a supplement to do kind of what you do. But of course, everyone would love to just take a pill, even if it's a natural health yeah. pill, you yeah. know, but so much easier. But I mean, they, it was good marketing. They were talking about how, kind of what you mentioned, the seven to 14 pounds, um, how much extra, you know, just crap is in there. And it's just like stuck. Like you can't move it. Like you said, you can go to the bathroom three times a day if you want, or you can take uh, Miralax or whatever, but you're not ever cleaning out the gunk that's stuck. And I kind of envision it like plastered to the inside yeah, of your colon. And then your colon is pretty flexible. So they were saying, you know, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds of gunk just stuck in there. I was thinking, wow. I mean, all that stuff that should have been moved out, it's not normal to have it in there. It's probably somewhat toxic at that point. But they were showing um, actual pictures of these people's colons. Like they, um, you know, the person had died for whatever reason. And so they're removing organs and man, like, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, I think. And you can say seven pounds, 14 pounds, like that's ah, pretty bad. But man, when you see someone's colon, um, you know, like you said, it should be about two and a half inches around. So, you know, it's like a pipe, like a PV, like a yeah. decent sized PVC pipe. I mean, they were showing like a giant slug, like just taken out of someone's body, yeah. just massive, yeah, like a 20 pound thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, like, like you said, what what impact is that having on the rest of your, you know, your brain, your body, your immune system? And then as we were doing our treatment today, you were saying, yeah, and think how much pressure that that, if that's all fold up, filled up with like a hard substance, think how much pressure that's putting on kidneys, your liver, any of your internal organs. Um, because they're all in there together. Yeah, they, they're I all told sharing Dr. a little Luke cavity today, I said, 
You know, these, these organs, guys, they're all down there. They're not in your armpit, except for your heart. Everything's in that box. And so the biggest thing is, is, is at the end, five and a half feet. That's how tall most, a lot of people are. Just look at that next time. I tell people when they give, give you my spiel, when you come in underneath your throat, all the way down to your toes is how long the colon is. Okay. So if it's that long, you think just one colonic and I'm just going to get to the top of that with like a fire hose and just clean you out. No. So this is how it is. When you get on the roller coaster ride at Silverwood and the chug up, it's like a, it doesn't feel very good. It's like a jolt. But, and you're thinking, Oh, I hope this, hope this is okay. That roller coaster ride. That's what the colon's doing when you don't put enough water in your colon. It only moves like concrete. Poop moves because of water, not because of Diet Coke, not because of alcohol, not because of meds, nothing but water. But if gas gets in it, imagine poop, gas, poop, gas, poop, gas. It stops. So as you're riding that roller coaster up, it feels kind of rough. That's how the colon's trying to move for you to get this poop out. All we can think about when we're on the roller coaster that you paid for is when I get to the crest. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what I want your colon to feel like when you get a good colonic. And that's what you'll see in the in the window. You see it come out whether you like it or not, or I can look at it because it's my harvest. But I want that poop to come out because gas can't hold when I'm putting pressure on the colon. So as it starts to roll and it pulls back and it rolls and poop comes out, if it's dark, that means it's been in there a long time. And these are people who poop three times a day, possibly. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the people don't poop that. And so when that rolls, you think, oh my goodness, you can't believe how much better you feel. Your brain's going to feel better. Your eyes are going to feel better because that's been toxicity, staying in the body, filtrating, bothering everybody, bothering your mind. You're not sleeping good at nights because your colon is is not well. Mm-hmm. Come see me. You'll sleep better. I guarantee you. Yeah. Because the, the brain's been released of, whew. I mean, you wouldn't stay in a room that has gas fumes. You're not going to make it. So why are you living with gas fumes inside you? Yes. So, but we, because we can't see it. God gave us skin. If you can't see it, don't feel it. You know, I think of uh, that colon kind of impaction where there's all that stuff built up. You know, it's pretty easy to see if you're fat on the outside. You know, you got a big roll on your stomach or whatever. You can see fatty tissue on the outside, like you said, with your eyes. But there's another term in, you know, natural medicine that there's there's people that are thin that are fat on the inside. Yes. You know, and that's the buildup of inflammation. And I think the colon's a big part of that. Now, you also just mentioned the window. So we're talking about, so that probably kind of flew over the heads of people. So in just a minute, let's take them through the process, but I want to just explain part of this so far. So when you're getting the treatment, um, you have this device, which is how you pressurize the water as it goes in and then pull it back out. But it's really fascinating because you can, again, with my own eyes, I'm laying on your table and I can see your machine and it has this narrow tube where the water that you pull back out of, you know, my system is passing by and it's probably, gosh, you know, 12, 16 inches long that I can see. So it's really fascinating to watch when you're pulling stuff out of, you know, someone's colon. Um, and like you said, it doesn't- How does that feel, Luke, today when I, because then Luke tells me as I fill it very slow, very slow. You don't want to blow the colon up. So as I'm filling it very slow with warm water and um, again, pressure, pressure mixing in with with poop and poop is trying to win it'll always win because that's a warm nest up there they don't want to come out of there mm-hmm. they don't want to come out that's home you know my, mice love to live in your house they really don't want to live on the outside and so they'll run from you stay away from you so they can stay in there i'm going to catch that by warm water and i put pressure so then as it builds and dr luke says Okay, so I feel full. So now I'm going to let him tell you how that feels when I reverse it is what I do. And I reverse the 
the process to bring the water that's up above, pulling it down. And that's when you see all these weird things floating by, which is, you know- Digested food. Yeah. I mean, old. It, it was like alien activity going on up there, <laughs> like floating by. Like, what is that? Like Outer weird, space. Yeah, yeah. Weird shapes yeah. and like just not. And so that to me, the, the visual feedback was good. I thought it's like, okay, that's nothing that's ever come out of me on my own. That must have been stuck in there. Again, I, I envision it kind of like plastered it to the yeah. walls. It is. You know, and as you said, there's there's basically two phases when you do your treatment, right? You fill, you fill up and then you pull it back out. Then I go into massaging. I never touch the colon on the fill because you you just don't do that. You don't go against the grain. And so then as it releases, then that's where I come into it. I massage across the transverse. That's a big, the longest part of your colon is under your rib cage. A lot of times people think they're having a heart attack or something. Well, it's probably your transverse is loaded up like on Thanksgiving. Keep that in mind. And then we all lean back and think, oh, I'm so full. You're full because your transverse is loaded. It's yeah. now stretched out. It's causing pressure to move up under your rib cage, getting under that muscle in there. You're like, oh, I gotta have some Tums. I got heart Again, I just no, you don't. Your transverse is full. Your gut's full. It, 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 we just load it up. I get it. I do it too. But if as you reverse it, and then we massage that, and then we go even, you know, more to the lay, the knees. Your knees take a lot of hit. The whole body's so in touch with itself. Then I go into the ankles. I go into the feet because every nerve ending ends in your feet. I touched on Dr. Luke's foot today. He's like, ouch, that doesn't feel very good. I said, yeah, it's your colon. Because then when I did that, it gives a release to the brain and right to the colon. And he says, thank you, Jeannie. I I wasn't getting that done. Yeah. Because if it was, it wouldn't hurt you. You'd poop all the time. Yeah, it's fascinating when you're doing basically like pressure points, you know, what what I would think of as like musculoskeletal, you know, it's a pressure point um, on my foot. Like I mentioned, that's my plantar fascia. You mentioned that's my colon. When you get into like the areas of reflexology and stuff like that too, right? Or, you know, And I studied that a little bit and that's why I kind of did it because I did, gave it one to myself and I got into my ankle one time and that's what started this whole thing. I was like, wow, I had a release. Like, how did I get a release if I'm not massaging the colon? You don't have to. You know, if you go to some holistic people, it's like um, sublinear. It's mm -hmm. it's it's another area of the neck that hurts, but pain will only last so long in a certain area and it'll jump somewhere else because it wears itself out. It finds a new home in your body. So if I go to the ankle, it might jump somewhere else. And even when I'm doing your colon and trying to find it, it's not just laying there going, oh, here, just do this. It's jumping around because as we age, our colon pulls down by gravity. So the heavier you are, the more it's going to be stretched out to pull down. So it's not like I'm massaging, oh, here's your transverse. I'm feeling it, but it's not just because its skin covers it. Mm -hmm. If I said to you, how's your liver feel, Luke? And you'd be like, well, I guess it's okay. But where is it? Uh, somewhere in here. But if I said, where's your kneecap? You could show me because it's visual on the outside. So that's where we lose concepts of our colon. No, I just, I just go to the bathroom. Like you think it's a dump truck. You think you back it up, you lift the tailgate and everything comes out. When you buy bark, you yeah. want every bit of bark. They even sweep the corners for you. You think that when you go to the bathroom, like there, I'm all cleaned out. I thought that. I can't believe what I thought and what I think now. It's like you never, seven to 14 pounds extra, yeah. five and a half feet, gas blocking. And then the other thing is at the tail end of your colon where your appendix stick out beyond that. So at the, at the, at the very beginning there, at the end, at the t tip up there. Yeah. yeah. Is your appendix. So it's it's on its own. So here's your is your colon at the very tip of it, five and a half feet from home. It's a wider area. This is where the two worst words in the world live: candida and yeast. How does that get there? 
sugar, mm-hmm. everything America says, you know, fast foods. I'm not bashing on anything. I'm just saying, this is it. Flour, everything goes back to being dry. Spaghetti, we boil it because to make it wet, slide down our throats. Yeah. What's spaghetti made of? Noodles. Dry. Yeah. It goes back to dry. Bread, please stay away from bread because it's dough mm-hmm. in the gut and it will plug your colon. No matter how much broccoli, cauliflower, avocados are behind it, you, you pick up dough in the bowl. You think something's going to go past that? You're just looking at that right there. So they come to me and then we got to get this yeast out and mucus. And so that's what starts candida yeast and it lives way up high and it's real buttery and, you know, it loves to stay up there. Yeah, you guys go on down the trough. I'll, I'll stay up here because we're going to get another sugar hit pretty soon. They they feed off of what they'll knock on your door and tell you to eat. Well, meanwhile, the you know, that connection to your brain with- exactly. Um, you yeah. know, with the gut, I think in the natural health world, I think the gut for a long time has been like the center of natural health. Like without a doubt, you talk a lot about probiotics. You talk about candida and yeast, which is basically an imbalance of what's growing down there because you fed it too much sugar and, and one thing dominated the rest of the other, you know, microorganisms down there. And I can only imagine, you know, if you coated the inside wall of your colon with a couple inches thick of just residual goop you know, crap that should have come out, you know, what else is living down there that shouldn't be? Like you mentioned the dump truck, it should have been all nice and cleared out, ready for the next stuff to come in, you know? So there's there's definitely tons of bacteria and microorganisms living in yeah. your gut, but they should be able to establish a healthy balance. But meanwhile, if you're basically abusing it, feeding yourself the wrong foods, um, overdoing it with stress and anxiety and not exercising and not drinking water, and all these things that are, you know, critical components of natural health to begin with, then everything's out of balance. They can't get in to do their job. It's like I just was going to say, if you get at the top of that roller coaster ride and it becomes jerky on the way down, you probably going to want your money back. Roller coaster ride is like whew, a thrill. That's what a good poop wants to be. I'm, I was not trying to talk that lingo here, but if it, it's like a... Uh, 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 You'd get off there and think, that wasn't a very good ride. Yeah. Well, that's what your colons wants to do. It wants to ride that out of there so that when you eat another healthy meal, and that's why I tell people, if you if you get a colonic and you give somebody seven days, no, try to do, I just try to give people three things because the mind doesn't like about more than three things. So I tell them, number one, no breads, no dairy, and no complex carbs. Stay away from pizza, pasta, those things. Then come back and see me in seven days. You're going to feel better because the colon had a chance in seven days to do its its work. More water, push that poop through. Then it's like cleaning out the garage. You lift up the door the first day, you think, oh my goodness, how did we get in this much trouble? Mm. So you can't get to the <laughs> furniture in the back of the garage by not starting in the front. Mm-hmm. So you pull a little bit out of the front and think, okay, that's a day. There's one. We go back the next day. We're going for round two. We got a little path now. Or, you know, you can kind of see your way clear. Now we're going to pull out day two. We're tired. We're going to let it go. And day three, we hit the back wall of the garage. You can try to get that furniture out and just walk through day one and day two. You're going to trip and fall and probably hurt yourself because you cannot walk over the top of stuff in the front of the garage. Mm-hmm. It's same with your colon. You got to get one colonic and then we get that gas out and we start because gas comes back. It's tough. It's like leather. It won't. Dr. Luke just saw that today. It's a big guy. It's like 40,000 balloons in you, little tiny, tiny ones. Gas is huge in the body. And so if we clean it out and then you come back and you got off bread and you quit doing some more water, water will move poop. You know, you can't move concrete without a hose. 
You cannot cut concrete without a water hose. Why? That's just the way it is. Same with your body. And then you come back and you're going to feel better. And then I tell people, I kind of want you to cheat after the date, after two or three, cheat and you'll feel inflammation. Just have that pizza. Yeah. You get congested in your sinuses. That's an alert to the body. You know, have some sugar. You'll immediately bloat to the front because you inflame the colon. You inflamed it. And so you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Drink a big fat diet pop. Eat a double whammy. I don't know. You've... You know, you figure it out and then you'll say, I know what she's talking about. Then eat kale for a week. Eat all those things. You'll feel better. You'll poop better. The darker the vegetable, the better you'll go to the bathroom. It's a broom for your colon. It loves it, but you got to feed it right. You got to think right. You got to get over fear. Don't let fear get you. The fear is one thing within all those foods we're mentioning are pretty hard to avoid. They taste good. They look good um, when you eat them, you know. Think about Super Bowl. God, it's so fun. We're really watching our team, but the food is the powerhouse. Yeah. And, do, and the commercials. And, and you don't just get over that in like four or five days. Like there, I, you know, I'm really doing good. I feel like I've lost weight or I'm back to working out again, drinking my water, doing what I want, brisk walk in the morning. When you cause inflammation, how long does it take for it to calm down? If you've been doing that punishment, you're looking at leaky gut syndrome. Is that another pill? Is that another this, some of that? You stretch that guy out too many times, he's not going to work for you. There's another thing. We get our oil changed in our car because if we don't, it gets dirty. Same with your colon. Flush it out. You don't drive when the oil light comes on because you need your car for wheels. It's same with your colon. However you treat your car is probably how you're treating your, your colon. Talk about like seven days. You mentioned to your clients, you know, if you can just do these three things, how many of your clients do you think actually can do those three things for seven days? Because I'm looking at the average person I know and I'm thinking, man, they couldn't do that for seven days. I mean, do you think they, do they actually do it or is it just an idea that you're planning? They want to do it. They start big. Yeah. As we all do. January 1st is what? The biggest workout center ever. How fast do people fade? Valentine's Day when chocolate comes out. So will they do it for seven days then? Yeah. A lot of them, a lot. 50%, 50% 50%, 50% do because they, they got the scare of their life. They got the scare from a doctor. Uh, they're not feeling good on their blood pressure medicine. They're not cognitive in their mind. Okay. They're so not- they've, they've reached a point where they've got some motivation. Whereas someone like me, if I didn't already have that in my diet, which is part of my everyday diet, I say, well, I don't feel that bad, you know, but it sounds like to me, like a lot of your clients recently, especially with COVID where, you know, we talked about stress is at an all time high, um, isolation, people aren't exercising, um, cause the gyms are closed, uh, their group classes class at the Y is closed, the water aerobics is closed, everything's closed. So now people are having more serious health problems, I think, and they're starting to really crop up. So the more recent clients that you're getting, are they really like, hey, like something's got to change? Yeah, it's, it's like a panic. Like yeah. I was telling Dr. Luke this morning, it's like I went through a period there about three weeks where I saw men constantly, which I do see men, but I was really seeing the majority was seeing men because the wife is working from home. The children are being uh, Zoomed at home, Mm -hmm. uh, not normal. The men are the provider and their job might be at high risk. And so stress immediately sets in and they have bloating. This is what they tell me. I said, are you okay? No, I just got, uh, I don't know what's wrong. I've tried everything and I feel bloated and I'm constipated. I need to see you right away. And so therefore, as we talk, it's definitely COVID because the biggest thing I learned because I was uh, heavy before and there's a trick in the book you haven't done that I didn't already try on a diet or whatever it is, but healthy eating and fresh is my biggest word to people. You can't ever get enough broccoli cups in a day. So if you take some really good supplements, I think that's great. Everybody's got their own thing that they have to do. But the biggest thing I see is what I recommend is exercise number one. Actually, you don't move it, you lose it. Water. 
if you don't hydrate the body, 75% of the body is water. 65% of the brain is water. It's floating in water. So if you wake up and just start pounding the coffee, which is very acidic, the brain's like, ooh, that's not what I had in mind, but okay, we'll connect on all four points here. And so those things, and then whatever you're putting in your mouth, think about it. You're not chewing up old cotton balls. We're not. It's pretty much food, liquid, pills, and you're not putting stress into your body, but it's your brain and your colon. So when you exercise, you drink water, you get fresh air, we be around people, you learn how to handle stress, whatever people want to do, your higher power, wherever you go to, those are the things that make the body complete. And COVID went and took 110% of that totally away. Isolation promotes loneliness. Loneliness promotes fear. When the skin's not used to being touched, when anything happens, your immune system completely goes down the tube. So that's what we're doing. And then we took away your workout place. And then we promoted fast food because you can't be in mom pa restaurants with fresh green salads, but we can go to the fast food. So therefore take away exercise and you promote fast food, kaboom mm-hmm. to the colon. You won't know the effect right away. That's what the colon does. You just keep storing it, keep storing it. It's like your garage. Mm-hmm. Eh, just pack a few more things in there. I'll get back to yeah. cleaning that out. Yeah. Someday you're going to open up, you can't put your car in there. I know. Yeah. It's interesting. I think um, a lot of folks don't realize all those little things little impacts of COVID is having on natural health. Sometimes it's, it's kind of like you said, like natural health, you can't really see it, but you'll feel it when it gets bad enough. That's the biggest thing with my clients. I want you to come to me and try it because when you get that stuff out, you're going to leave your film better. Then I got a little detox tea that still detoxes the colon. The colon isn't just like, you know, a straight shot down out there. We just talked about that plaque on the walls, you know, that, that lines your heart bells. You don't think something yeah. lines the colon? I was thinking the same thing when you it, have yeah. you know, atherosclerosis in your- your- yeah. How about your adrenals above your kidneys? Do you think if they're not working right, your kidneys are going to work right? They're the lead in. Yep. They're the lead into it. If you think your stomach's pretty fired up, you think the small intestinal tract's going to receive good? It's it's just a domino effect. And so the biggest thing I see when, when I give people clients like, wow, can't believe I had all that in me. Yeah. It's been stored there for, I'm serious, probably couple years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, but you're like, well, you I know, feel pretty good. Same pants size, you know, so everything's okay. And this is what most people tell me. Well, you know, I don't really feel very good in, in my, my gut. We call it the gut. And, and I, and I really, really appreciate the old saying, go with your gut. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? If you're not thinking clear and you say, go with your gut, you got about 14 pounds of crap down there. I don't know if going with your gut's a very good thought because you're not making a good decision for your family or your children. So take better care of yourself and then the gut will think better because when the gut thinks good, when you get a clonic and you feel good, the mind will clear up. Nice. You don't need all those things to help the mind think better. You need fresh air. You need yeah. love. You need appreciation. You need humbleness. You need human touch, like you human were saying. Human touch is powerful. One doctor came on during COVID, and I'm just saying what I heard. He said the human body was meant to be touched. It's so true, guys. So true. When you get a massage, when you know they're about done was when they run their fingers lightly down your back or wherever, and you think, oh, it's about to end. <laughs> Why? Because you like it. Yeah. You love it when it starts because you think, I got a full hour. And so when it ends, you're like, they, they pull the hand away. You feel naked. You feel it. The mind knows it when I'm either touching the client or I pull away. So I put the hand on the back of the kidneys and the liver. I want that touch. I want that liver to know that I'm there as I'm massaging the colon. 
because touch is powerful. So therefore, fear sets in in the colon and it, it doesn't ever feel alone because it's just a muscle. Think about it, guys. Your, your nerves are your nerves, but your colon is a muscle. It's the tail end of the truck. Well, when we talked about it earlier too. We said, you know, um, people tend to think of colonics as um, a GI issue, gastrointestinal. So, you know, my one of our biggest gripes, I think, in the natural health world is that everything's just being compartmentalized. Like, well, your colon is your colon. If you got a problem down there, you got a problem down there. Like it somehow doesn't you know, lead to problems elsewhere. You know, we talk about the the connection to the brain is kind of an obvious one. But then um, like we were explaining, you know, you might say, well, you know, you're listening to the podcast. I don't have a GI issue. Yeah, I feel a little full in my stomach, but I am fine. Okay, but do you feel, you know, fatigued? Do you have brain fog? Like you mentioned earlier, do you get sinus congestion? Do you have a rash on your skin? Like all of these things are so indicative of what's going on in your gut and your overall health. And again, in the natural health world, the gut is pretty much where everything starts and stops. Um, you've got more connections with your brain going from your gut. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Your immune system is right there. Um, your lymphatic system is right there without the gut working properly and not just treating it so that you can eat a bunch of crap all the time. I, I would imagine some people are tempted to say, oh good, I'll go get a colonic treatment with Jeannie, you know, every month and then I can just do whatever I want because she's cleaning me out. It's like, yeah, but like you said, Jeannie can keep coming over and cleaning out your garage. But if you keep putting stuff in it, it's always just going to be full and there's going to be problems there. So, yeah, and, th and that's the biggest thing too, pretty soon, like you just said, when you open the garage, you don't even know what's in there. Pretty soon, you don't even know what's in your gut because you ate at Christmas. COVID was a perfect example in my analogy. When it hit in March, everybody's going to lose weight after the holidays. Yeah. Because really think about our holidays now. It goes from October, huge sugar amounts, donuts, mm -hmm. genie, guilty of it. I mean, every, everything, fall, great time, caramel lattes, mocha, all the words sound so yummy. Oh, right? yeah. Then we roll right into Turkey Day. Whoa, hang on to that puppy. There's an extra whatever. And then we're rolling right into Christmas, sugar parties, festivities, the natural. And now we're into January. Oh, I got to get back with it. Well, once you have that sugar addiction, you don't just pop on the treadmill in January. We all do. I mean, they never make so much money as they do at workout places in January. We're all dedicated. But then you go for two weeks and the sugar's gnawing at you. And it takes a while to give up sugar. The older you get, guys, you don't get rid of yeast. You don't just take a pill to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So it lives up there. It's a, it's alive. Yeah. That's what causes all these things because you can't poop good. So then come into January, like, oh yeah, I've lost about seven, eight pounds stuff. Then February, Valentine's Day, chocolate, big, huge thing. Kaboom. Here came COVID in March. I don't think 90% of the people got that excess weight off yeah. from leftover. Yeah. So it was, well, we're just going to add to it. Yeah. And then we got bigger bag of chips, more pizza because the kids are home from school. All the college kids came home. We're inside, not outside. So when you eat breads, pastas, pizzas, it, trust me, yeah, I see it. Well, and throw in, you know, increased use of alcohol and things like that too. And, and selling it at a grocery store. You don't even need to go to the liquor store now. Yeah. You can get it anywhere. And so all those things that when you have stress and I tell people, you know, my job is to calm that colon down some to see what's going on and what you can do better. Go back to the old days, you know, is exercise. If it's only 20, I only have 20 minutes. I mean, a majority of the mothers work, let's just say, get the kids ready. 20 minutes. I'd say walk 10 out, walk 10 back. It doesn't have to be 20 somewhere, just 10 out, 10 back. You're moving the colon. The minute I move it, I'm going to be a better person. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I'm a better person. And that is how you you can't, I don't know if you can keep your body healthy without some form of exercise. It no. Just, it won't win. No. So, yeah. but, but 
staying inside with COVID, pretty yeah. hard to walk around the living room for half hour. Definitely. And again, pulling all these systems together, you know, in the colon, um, all the different organs in your body, you know, the lymphatic system comes to mind a lot. I think a lot of people, a lot of people that I notice, especially as they're getting older, that have that, that large abdominal cavity, you know, and you know, it's not all fat. Because, you know, if you look at them, I, I look at people because I'm, you know, I'm into anatomy and physiology. And it's like, okay, they, they're overweight, but their abdomen is huge. Like it's huge. Most of that is inside. Like if you just look at them, you can tell their skin's only a half an inch thick. The abdominal, you know, the abdominal muscles are right under the skin, but there's this massive thing underneath there. And, you know, I've always just thought of that as, okay, that's just a bunch of inflammation. And I think more recently it's like, yeah, it's inflammation, um, you know, cause inflammation can cause swelling. But I think a lot of it is actually just that buildup in, in the gut too, which is causing more inflammation. I think it causes hardening of the arteries to a degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then your lymphatic system, this is something, uh, Somebody shared with me a while back and he said, but your lymphatic system, it runs pretty slow. So if- Oh, super it, slow. Okay. So yeah. we're right there. Wow. Thank you, doctor. And the only thing you can do is just, you have to move. You got to move. So yeah. let's just go down to the ankle area. That's the tail end of the trough down there it's for lymphatics. It's like- As far from the heart as whoa, you can get, right? There. That stuff's trying there. to make its way back. Yeah. The good Lord gave you a big deal on that one, didn't he? Yeah. How hard are you going to work to keep that? So I'm going to put that far away. So when people's ankles are swollen and I'm getting a clonic, I'm like, the lymphatic is already slow and you wound it. Like I got a wound on my leg this summer down low. And he said, well, your lymphatic is, is wounded. So it's trying to find a way to reconstruct itself. I was like, I get it. So when that's slow and then you've got inflammatory, if you've got inflammatory, you're looking for any disease to get you because right there, your immune system went down. I tell people with everything, wash your hands, breathe. That'll calm the body. And how's your immune system? Well, if you got COPD, you probably not got a very good immune system. So what are we going to do? You got a weakness. No matter how you contact something, boom, it goes right to it. It's like leaving the, leaving the front door open. It's got a way in. If you got an aneurysm, if you got anything, if you got heart issues, yeah, you're going to have a weak immune system. So what do you do? What do you personally do to help your own immune system? Just vitamin C? Do you have avocados? Do you get your colon cleaned out? That holds every bit of toxicity in your body. Start there. Always start there before you do anything else. Get a colonic. I'm not talking just for me. Anywhere. Get a colonic. Your muscles will feel better. Dr. Luke got a lot out on his left leg today. He's like, that's crazy. I said, yeah, because it's just, it's just not working right, but it's all connected. So your lymphatics, your immune system. I always think about your immune system. What can I do for my immune system? Sugar or avocados? And this is what I tell people. They go, well, what do you eat, Jeannie? Everybody thinks, well, I'm going to eat what you eat and then I'll look like you. No two people are the same. Don't go that route. Nobody dyes their hair the same color as everybody. If it did, we'd all be the same. That's not going to work. This is what I say. One word foods work pretty good. Cabbage, cauliflower, everything. Not probably- Steak? You can throw steak in there? I'm going to throw steak in there, but yeah. I want you to eat it slow. I want you to cut it small. <laughs> steak takes about eight hours to digest. Chew it well. Yeah, chew it well. Choo-choo, we don't chew at all. We're in a hurry to get to the next football game or the next thing, wherever we're going to, because that's America now. And so, but if you do that, one word foods, probably not potato chips, French fries. I know there's a few words, but spaghetti, you know, it's a one word food, but we all know I'm talking fresh. The yeah. body loves fresh, absorbs nutrients, not much nutrients and sugar. And I'm guilty of it too. And I want to tell you this, the average person now, 2020 eats 152 pounds of sugar a year. That's one human being back in 19 or 18. I don't know. Let's go back to 
whatever days, probably Lewis and Clark. I think it was four pounds of sugar. Yeah. I've seen those visuals on TV before where, uh, I think it was on a Ted talk a, a long time, like a few years ago. And the guy says, this is how much they used to eat back in, you know, 1905 or whatever. And it was like, he could hold it in his hand, little bag. And then he came out with a wheelbarrow. Like you said, 150 pounds of sugar, poured it on the stage and just this massive pile of, of So where do you sugar. want that in your body? Do you want it in your veins? It's in your, it, it all ends in your colon. It doesn't stay in your stomach. It doesn't stay in your liver. It goes right through to the big pocket. So like yeah. Dr. Luke's saying, anything that's that's big on the stomach and men a lot, they're different than women. They, they poop more, but they also have a harder stomach. That's what else I see. So what makes that hard? Like, I can't get this to go down. I'm really in shape, but my stomach sticks out. Well, that can be somewhat abuse. More of a, they have a, hope I can say this right, a visceral nerve mm-hmm. to the front of the gut that they store different than women. Mm-hmm. They store more pockets. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's what's years of college fun, yeah. whatever we're doing to ourselves. Let's wrap up some of the issue or some of the, the topics now, because I think you and I could keep going, but I think we've got a good, a good handle on the fact that there's a significant importance of, of the health of your colon, which I don't think is any surprise to anyone who's listening, hopefully who's studied natural health or, you know, talked to a natural physician or, or Google it or anything like the colon is super important. Um, the severity I think, uh, should be well understood by people that for some people, especially if you're, you know, in your sixties, seventies, 80s, even younger adults too, but you've probably had a lifetime of just gradually packing this stuff on and it's really having negative effects, not just on your colon, but on the whole system. And that's, I think what we want to emphasize is the whole system that you want to, um, that you want to be concerned with. We're going to give people information about how to reach out to you in just a minute here and, and what it looks like to book an appointment and stuff like that. You mind if we go through my fun questions no, first though? No, okay. no, I love it. I have a little fun, you know, talk about the colon all day. <laughs> yeah. We can't talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So let's just do my rapid fire fun questions questions for you. So, um, do you have a favorite book you could recommend or a book that you've read in the last month or so that you think was a good read for people? I, I try to read, but I fall asleep pretty fast at night. <laughs> My husband can read forever about civil war, man. I don't know how he does. I think he puts toothpicks in his eyes. I tell him, but anyway, yeah. I think the biggest thing I want people to do is study yourself. You know, you can read a good book. We can all do this. You can get counseling. You can read, but I want you to take accountability. For you, I want more exercise. I want more water. Measure it. Get 64 ounces of a jug somewhere. Plastic's not good, but if you drink it right away, you're going to survive it. I want you to use your higher spirit somewhere. I want you to come in touch with what's going on in your world. Calm yourself down and read a book about whatever you can do for yourself. I think self-improvement books are big and Always try to find that. Is there a section on the colon? Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a section that's not talked about much because it is is the word. It's got the S word in it. Yeah. And and the one thing I want to add is every time you do go, look at it in the toilet. Turn around and look at it. That is you. That's what you ate. That's what you are. If it floats, if it sinks, if it comes out like a banana, that's the best. If it comes out and you still don't feel very good, you're not doing something right. Go see Jeannie. And so it's about you, you know, what foods to eat. Um, how can I be better? You know, look for those kind of books. We can talk all day about one, you know, the liver you can buy, you know, you know, there's lots of people out there. Dr. Live and Good is a good, is a really good one. If you want to get on a little podcast, Live and Good, Living Good, Google him. He's a real guy. He talks about freshness, living in the moment. Don't live for when your kids graduate from high school, you're going to get on a diet. Live now. You, you got to live right now. And if it's not feeling good, then go do something about it. 
but it starts with accountability. Cool. So favorite restaurant or food around here? Uh, I'm on the South Hill and I'll give him a good pug, Luna. It's right down the street. And I love it because there's another thing when I was heavy, uh, everybody wants you to go out and eat and they want to do what they want you to do. When they leave you at night, remember this, if they had two glasses of wine and you caved in and had one or two, they, they don't care what you feel like when you go home. And I had to learn that. If I'm going to lose weight, my two biggest words became willpower. And I don't think America promotes that word now. So go to Luna because I can have a big kale salad and I have crushed pistachios on top of it. They make their own homemade dressing, which probably might not be the healthiest. But if that's all I'm cheating on, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm eating healthy, enjoying my friends, having hot water with tea, and I'm in control. Okay. How about a favorite activity in our area? Bloomsday. Bloomsday. Nice. Go get it. Okay. Get her done, man. Anybody can do it. Okay. Anybody can do it. I did it with my kids when they're little. They cried about it. They didn't want to do it. I said, get up. You'll be fine. Now it's a great family thought. And I think I've done 18 of them, 20, I don't know, somewhere in there. It's just f- so great to see everybody do it. You know, strollers, people out, you're moving. You got to start and go to the finish line. A seven and a half miles, guys, she did it. What's not the like? Is there uh, something in our area that you really want to do but haven't quite gotten to do yet? Something on your list? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ski a day at Schweitzer. My joints aren't what they used to be, but when it's nice and sunny, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to ski. I'm 67 years old. I don't want to get hurt, but I want to do something. I want to ski to that back area and go to that lodge and probably have one of those hamburgers I shouldn't have, but I'm going to do that. And I've always won two. Uh, the big thing is wake, wakeboard now or whatever they all call it. I tried it this summer. I didn't quite get up, but I don't know why. My core wasn't in shape. <laughs> My legs were in shape. So there I'm going to go. Okay. So, that sounds I good. I got something every year. At 67, that's a good one. I mean, wakeboarding, you know. Let's talk about that. If people want to reach out to you and get in touch with you, um, I know you've got your website and I didn't even mention the name of your business yet, but it's to be well, the number, the number, number two, two and then capital B and then well, or, that, G, or Jeannie Trivet too. Okay. Is that the website too? Is it? Yeah. To um, be well, or just Google colon or hydrotherapy and all pop up. So, and you can read some really good information. That is how 99.9 says, that's how I feel. That's what I'm feeling. And then that's what they tell me when they call me. So when you don't get relief, we're always looking for something. You have to, if you don't poop, what are you going to do? And I got people go 30 days without it, guys. So do you prefer then if people want to reach out to you, should they call you or should they email you or what's the best way to get well, in I touch with you? I prefer texting. I mean, email is okay, but they always want to have a little explanation and I'm kind of busy and- <laughs> But it's okay. I'll do whatever it takes. I, I'm always here for people. My one number is my only number. And I'll always, always try to get back to people within really 12 hours. I'm a big on getting back to people because they're not calling me for the fun of it. Yeah. They're calling me because they need help. I work all kinds of hours. I run my own little show so I can do night. If the mama works during the day, you can come up here at night. The best colonic, I'm going to be honest, is you come see me at night and then you go home and you have a cup of that little bit of tea I give you and you go to bed. Think how that body can heal. Think about that. It lays down for hopefully six, eight hours. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, okay? Because you got it out. But I work early in the morning, I'll do anything. But texting me is a great way because I see texts immediately. So, and you can, um, you can, you know, just leave me a message or you can email me or just, you know, what, but texting is, is really preferable. Okay, cool. So I'll put all that information in the show notes um, on the episode. So website, uh, if they want to check out the information, got your phone number that we'll put down there too. Just uh, send Jeannie a text. And then um, we talked about doing just like a special offer for podcast listeners. Do you want to explain that too? Yeah. So I am um, $100 for an hour and it usually goes a little bit longer than that because I'm very tentative to my clients and most of them are 
little bit less than that usually, but I go a full hour and I massage the legs, the arms, the upper neck area. And I have some really good oil that I let you smell because it's really good for the colon um, to get calmed down. And um, I, it's a hundred dollars, but if you come in and say, um, I listen to Dr. Luke's podcast. And for the first time, then I'll do $75 because I, I want you to come. I want you to get better because you will feel better. And that's your connection to your brain and your colon. When you feel better, then you know it worked. And then it becomes a little bit on you. Can you become better? I want you better. I want you to live longer. I don't think you need to live on medication. You can, but then you become dedicated to be medicated and you got a gift in that body. I tell people, that's a gift. It's laying right here in front of you. Take care of it. It'll get you where you hopefully want to be. Not in a wheelchair, not on crutches, not on a walker. We're all going to get old though, but live your life. And that's what I wasn't doing when I was heavy. And then I changed and I don't ever want to go back to that because I like to have energy. How do you get energy? You got a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. If you want energy like Jeannie, the positive outlook, you want to sleep better, feel better, uh, give her a call. Yeah. So. And I just, I want to say one thing. I want to thank Dr. Luke for having me on here. I've never done this before, so I might be a little green around the edges on it, but I appreciate you so much. And um, just him being the great PT guy he is and his knowledge of good health. He's a definite person of... Uh, shows his own good health. We've all got issues. You're never going to be this perfect person. And that's why it's just important to take care of it. So the only thing I want to add to this before we leave, I think I just want you to think about this, is that rats don't go to an empty dumpster. And what that means, it sounds icky, but that's what your colon is. So if you eat a lot of bad food, chips, you know, junk, sugar, you know, when you're young, you can do it. You got vitality, you got resistance, you got an immune system. And when you get older, you don't have that. So if you eat bad and your gut doesn't feel good, those rats are living in your gut. They're eating off of what you're feeding them. And they will knock on your door and say, don't you quit doing that. So nobody likes rats. They're dirty. They're icky. And you can, you can shoot them in the backyard if you got garbage. But if you don't get the garbage out, the rats will come back. And that creates lots of medical, lots of money that you could have gone on a good trip. So think about where you're putting your rats. Don't let them live there. That's all I got to say. Be well and love life. You get one shot at it. Enjoy it but you got to live it. Well, good. Well, Jeannie, thank you again for joining me. Um, for those of you listening at home or in your car, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And hopefully you learned a few things and are, are interested in, uh, like Jeannie said, like really living your life, you know, and taking some control and some responsibility. And I think looking into colonic treatments is a great place to start for, for a lot of people listening. So uh, reach out to me if you have more questions or obviously reach out directly to Jeannie. She's the, she's the go-to person and she's got that special offer for you if you want to get started and just experience for yourself. Uh, how how much better you can feel. So again, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. And I'll be back in uh, you know a few weeks or so with another episode. And until then, uh, if you have questions, comments, uh, ideas for the show, just reach out to me. I'll leave my email below too. So again, have a great day. Stay well, everyone. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast, sponsored by Gordon Physical Therapy. To stay connected with the Stay Healthy Spokane community, visit www.stayhealthyspokane.com. And we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast.